I learned a long time ago, people don't pay any attention to what I have to say, and most of them do not believe what I have to say. However, all of them will pay attention to see if I believe what I have to say. That's the big difference. I believe what I have to say. I have people who hate my guts and will hire me and buy my books because they are so into somebody who's willing to say what they believe since we live in a society that's based on a bunch of phonies and fakes. You're listening to The Business of Thought Leadership with Nikki Ballou and Michael Palmer. Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Business of Thought Leadership. I'm your co-host, Nikki Ballou. And I'm that other co-host, Michael Palmer. And boy, are we super excited to share this episode with you today. We have as our guest one of my absolute favorite authors. In fact, I was introduced to this man and his work by one of my coaches at a really tough time in my life. It was back when I got separated and uh, was feeling lower than whale turd, as they say. My coach at the time uh, gave me this book. It was called People Are Idiots and I Can Prove It, The 10 Ways You're Sabotaging Your Life and How to Overcome Them. And it was like this author was speaking to me. I loved his message. I loved his kick-butt style. I am speaking, of course, of none other than the one, the only, the legend himself, Larry Wingate. Welcome to the show, Larry. Oh, I appreciate you having me. Uh, it's, it's a real honor to have you here, man. Larry, listen, we like to start off each episode of the show by asking our guest a, a very powerful question. The listener who listens to this show is interested in your message and interested in what you have to say, but they're also interested in the business end of what you do. That's why the show is called The Business of Thought Leadership. So could you tell us a little bit about your backstory? How'd you get to be who you are? How'd you get to be Larry Wingett? <laughs> I grew up dirt poor in Muskogee, Oklahoma, and one day a kid when I was in the eighth grade made fun of me for only having one pair of blue jeans, and I made a decision at that point I was going to get rich, and no one would ever make fun of me again for being broke and being poor, and that's what I did. I outworked everybody at every job I ever had. I uh, started as a telephone operator for Southwestern Bell, and I ended up the area sales manager for AT&T for the state of Kansas. I left when the bell system broke up and uh, became a sales trainer, found out people thought I was funny and found out people will pay you more to make them laugh than teach them how to sell things. So I became a humorist and I was your typical motivational speaker who was funny for about 10 years. And then I got to the point I hated every word that came out of my mouth, hated everything in my life, and especially hated the audience because I was giving their speech instead of mine. So I went through sort of this uh, personal crash and burn, came out of it a couple of weeks later and said, I'm going to go on stage and say what I want to. And if they don't like it, that's fine with me. I don't care. I'll go back to selling telephone systems or something. And I went on stage and a guy heckled me. And uh, I turned on him and said, you need to shut up, stop whining, and get a life. And the audience gave me a standing ovation. And I decided that's a pretty good line. So I wrote a book called Shut Up, Stop Whining, and Get a Life. It went to number one on the bestseller list. Got picked up by William Morris, got a television show, wrote five more bestsellers. So I've written six New York Times, Wall Street Journal bestsellers. 
and uh, became the pit bull of personal development, saying what a damn well wanted to say. <laughs> damn, that. man. I'm just getting goosebumps listening to you, man. I want to jump out of my chair and cheer, yell, and say, yeah, go get him, champ. I love it. You know, when I was going through my personal hell and my coach gave me a copy of your book, it was like a tonic, you know? It was like a butt kicking that made me feel better about myself. And that's what I really love about you and what you do. Your message is powerful. Your message is timeless. And I think it makes a difference for a lot of people. And uh, what's powerful about what you do, though, Larry, is that you've also turned into a very powerful business. Can you expand on that a little bit for us? I keep it pretty simple. I am... I don't have a lot of staff. One of the biggest mistakes people in my business make is they hire a lot of people and they end up working to support them instead of working to support themselves. So I've always run pretty lean and mean. I also understand this is a business. I am not out to change lives. I don't give a damn whether anybody's life changed. That's not my responsibility. I went to self-help business to help myself. I know that sounds selfish and it pushes a lot of people away and I don't care. This is a business. People change when they want to change, not when I want them to change. And when people write me letters saying, you changed my life, I write every single one of them back, say, no, I didn't. I don't want the credit. I don't want the blame. You did the work. All I did was remind you you could and maybe gave you a couple of ideas on how to do it. But this is a business. I wake up every morning and I know what my numbers are. I know what I have to sell to to cover my nut. And that's what we do here. We run a business. And I think way too many people forget they are in business and they get these high and lofty ideas that they're going to change the world. Listen, the world doesn't want to change. The world is the way it is because that's the way it wants to be. The only thing you can do is change your world. It's almost a cliche at this point, but take care of yourself. And that's when you start taking care of others. I'm speechless. I just love, I don't even want to ask a question. Just please keep talking. <laughs> I, no, uh, ask me anything you want. I'm not going to BS you at all. I'll just tell you the way it is. I get pushed back from so many of the motivational, uh, huggy up and sing kumbaya types that it drives me nuts. And they're out there going broke in this industry because they don't understand that we run a business and it's profit and loss. And You know, I I understand I am manufacturing and creative. That's my role here in my business. And I have a person that handles the management and the sales and customer service. And that's how we run this thing. And so many people think that they can just go out there and because they're passionate about it, people don't need any more passion. By the way, they don't pay for your passion. They pay for your excellence and the value you bring to their life. Nobody gives a damn about your passion. Fire one more idiot, say, just go be passionate, you'll be successful. You know, the definition of passion is defined as a barely controllable emotion. I don't want any barely controllable emotions anywhere near my business. By the way, if you're going to let an emotion run your business, pick stupidity or silliness or anger. How about one of those? That'll work. We need to understand that we are in business and the way we are rewarded in our business, regardless of what it is, is adding value to the lives of other people. The more you do that, the more you can charge for what you do. Absolutely. And you, you, you're, you know, your story of shaking it all up, you shook everything up, kind of went through that personal crash. And you know, just saying what you thought a lot of people, I would think that a lot of people have that as a hang up and, a, and, and it really holds them back. What advice would you give to people to just start being who they are? 
start being real truthful with themselves and understand nobody gives a damn what you have to say. They don't care about you. They don't care about your story. So get over yourself and realize that you are only ever going to be paid for the value that you bring. I learned a long time ago, people don't pay any attention to what I have to say, and most of them do not believe what I have to say. However, all of them will pay attention to see if I believe what I have to say. That's the big difference. I believe what I have to say. I have people who hate my guts and will hire me and buy my books because they are so into somebody who's willing to say what they believe since we live in a society that's based on a bunch of phonies and fakes. And they are so eager to see somebody who's willing, who has the balls to stand up and say what they really believe, and they don't care what happens as a result of it. Yeah. I, oh, I, damn. I yeah. love it. I yeah. love it. I, I, you know, Michael said it. I'm, I'm speechless, too. Both of us are <laughs> professional well, speakers. Well, you guys are running the show called The Thought I, I think that's the worst term in the world. Sorry, guys. I think we need more thought followers. I will tell you right now, I am not a thought leader. I'm a thought follower. I've read 5,000 books in the last 30 years. I know what the hell other people have said. I do my research. And so I am happy to say that I am a student of all the best minds who have ever written down, down anything or ever said anything. We've got people who claim to be thought leaders and they've never had a thought, not an original thought for sure. And so we need to get ego out of the way, understand that this is a business based on adding value. No, 100%. Yeah, that makes sense. L let me just explain what we mean by the business of thought leadership and why this, this whole concept <laughs> comes through. But what you're saying is absolutely bang on. There is an innate life experience each one of us has. You know, I mean, you've spent a lot of time studying, doing your research and studying people uh, who basically have taught you some of the best truisms and maxims of how to be the best version of yourself that you possibly can be. Everybody's got expertise about something that's in them. Their life experience has given them that. And what our uh, message is, is that you can take that expertise, you can take it out of your head, and in a very structured way, you can put it down uh, into various media and turn that into something that can help solve problems for certain groups of people and certain audiences. And that's really what we mean by thought leadership is taking and I, the, and I appreciate that and agree with you. Yeah. But you know what I'm talking about. I do. All I these yeah. self-proclaimed thought leaders out there who never had an original thought. Yeah, uh, 100%. absolutely. There's, 100%. It's actually what you've done. You, you actually, in, the, in our term, the way that we relate to it, you are the thought leader. You're the person that's lived the experience, done the research, read books, gone very deep, deep, deep into your own message. And a big part of your message is that you're just being authentically you, which is very refreshing, by the way. And, <laughs> and so that's it. And so you've been able, though, to create a living, a business, an income by doing that, which is phenomenal. And we salute it. And that's what we, we want to inspire more people to do the things that you've been doing. And that's the, the, the goal of the show. Well, and I think that's a wonderful goal. I'll tell you this right now. I don't think most people are able to do it. And let me tell you why. I think most people will never, ever be able to do what you're saying because they don't have the guts to put themselves up 
for absolute criticism. You see, we all want to be loved. We all want to feel like we're special. And I can tell you right now, once you've got the cojones to stand up for who you are and truly be authentic, you are going to get trashed like you have no idea. I get death threats every month. I have people write me saying, I hope you die of cancer and your wife gets raped. You will get horrible, horrible feedback from people once you are the person who steps out. Now, if you're willing to do that, it's very rewarding. And like I said, I I don't give a damn what anybody says. But most people don't have the balls to do that. And you know that, and they know that. So I try to save everybody a lot of time that if you're not willing to take the criticism, you probably ought to just keep a job and play it safe. I think it's bang on. Hell yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah over here. Absolutely. And what we're looking to do here is we're looking to curate and cater to an audience of people who are going to step up into their courage and do what they got to do to live the life that they want to live and not live the life that someone else decided was the best life for them. That's why we do what we do. That's why this show exists, quite frankly. Cool. Yeah, no, it's, it's awesome. So Larry, if, our listeners listening to you, you're giving them all this good stuff. You're you're inspiring them. You're giving them, you're jolting them. You're, you're shaking it's them. It's jolting. Very jolting. It is jolting. <laughs> yeah. I love it. It is. And I love it. We all have to just, you know, give up our bullshit. And, you know, this is now an explicit show <laughs> on iTunes. So I'll just say it. We gotta give <laughs> I up bring our that out in people. I, I'm... Well, on iTunes, you have to select. And when you publish a show, it's like you got to let people know there's a few bad words in there or whatever that they would consider bad. But it, we got to give up our bullshit. And and just actually go out there and and do it, get off our duff and do it. And I think jolt this show in particular is going to be jolting for a lot of our listeners to just, you know what, say, damn it all, let's just do the shit we've been worrying about doing and pontificating on, and actually just take action. 100%. You're absolutely right, and that's why I said most people are really going to be afraid to do that. We I'm actually speaking this- of myself. <laughs> 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 we do live in a society, and that's why I wrote the book Grow Up There telling people to figure out what you believe in and stand up for it. And, you know, I could walk up to, and this is sort of the message of that book, it's not about what between your legs, it's what between your ears. I could walk up to the average person on the street. I could walk up to the people listening to this show right now, and I could say to them, tell me five things that you absolutely believe that you'll never compromise on. If I held a gun to your head, you would say, nope, I still believe that. And they would look at me like a dog looking at a ceiling fan. Huh. People don't have a clue what they really believe down in their core. They don't understand core values. They don't know what their core beliefs are. And they're not willing to stand up for those things under pressure. And if you're really going to step aside from the crowd and really step out and be one of the top people in whatever industry you choose, you are going to have to be willing to take a bunch of crap along the way to do it. Because typically when people say, oh, hell yeah, Larry, I'm willing to do that, the first time they get a little bit of pressure, a little bit of feedback, somebody says something that hurts their precious little snowflake feelings, they will fold and crumble and they'll go, no, I don't think this is for me. You you sound like Sean Hannity, man. (laughs) Snowflake, I love it. I think I'm the first guy who ever said snowflake on Fox 
when I was doing an interview 10 years ago on Fox and Friends, and then suddenly all those guys on Fox are talking about snowflakes. Yeah, Han- <laughs> Hannity's, Hannity uses that phrase every third word, it sounds like, on his show. That's for sure. Yeah, well, I, I think I'm going to call <laughs> Sean and tell him he got it from me. You, you should. You, you, you totally should. should. But you know what? I was going to ask you a question, but now that you said the five things, I, let me tell you what I think my five things are, because this is a good conversation. I like it. So number one for me is health first. I got to be healthy and strong. I got to work out every day. I got to eat good food every day. And, and within that, I don't drink alcohol. I, I don't touch a drop. I never have, and I never will. Uh, my kids are super important to me. Making sure that they're happy, healthy, smart, and wise comes first for me. And the other thing that's super important for me is I'm a separated father, actually divorced right now, so I want to help men who are separated fathers get their mojo back, get their balls back, if you will, so they can uh, put their life together for their kids and themselves. The other thing that I believe in, I believe in individual freedom, I believe in individual liberty, and fifth, I'm a capitalist through and through, and I believe in the free market, free enterprise system, and and I'll stand and die for it. So these are my five non-negotiables. Is this the kind of thing you're talking about? Yeah. I'm going to subscribe to your philosophy, Larry, and say that nobody gives a shit what mine are. So I'm not <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody at least ought to start with one. What's the one thing you won't compromise on? I'll tell you, my one is honesty. Nobody gets to lie to me, mm. ever. Uh, you lie to me one time, I'll cut you off at the knees, and we'll never talk or do business ever again. Nobody gets to lie to me. I value honesty that much. You can screw up with me, and as long as you apologize and take responsibility for it and come to me with a solution or say, let's work on this, and I'm really sorry, I'll hang in, hang in with you forever. But if you lie to me, we're done. So honesty is my number one core value. Love it. Yeah, I love it too, man. I love it too. Uh, I did a program. Actually, uh, Michael and I met originally because we both did this program with a fellow named Justin Sterling. He does a program called the Sterling Men's Weekend. And he's really, really big on pushing out having your non-negotiables. He uses a different term for them. But uh, uh, I think he would very much approve of uh, the kind of message that you bring in here. I don't know if you've ever heard of Justin and his work, but it's powerful stuff. No, I haven't. Well, no. you know, that's the, really the message of grow a parent. It fits with what you were saying that, that most fathers need to do, and especially people in any family need to do. They need to help their kids establish those values. I've got a new book I just finished and sold. will be out in June called What's Wrong with Damn Near Everything. Nice. And what's wrong with damn near everything is that we've had the collapse of core values in our society. And uh, people need to identify what theirs are, stand up for them, act on them, and push them through the way they spend their money, the way they deal with their kids, uh, what they teach their kids, the way we vote, uh, what we expect from other people, the way we deal with our customers and our clients. Through everything that we do, we have to live, breathe, and eat our core values every moment of every day. I love it, man. That's fantastic. So, Larry, primarily, do you spread your message through books and speaking? Is, is that how you do it, or are there other things you do as well? <clears throat> primarily, that's what I do. I, I traveled 250 days a year for 20 years, so I was out there. I've spoken over 400 of the Fortune 500 companies. I've written six bestsellers. I'll have another bestseller, I'm sure, in June. So that's the primary primary way I reach uh Folks, I do, I'm very, very active on social media and I have a huge social media following. 
I, I did an interview the other day for people say, how did you build your list? And I said, the old fashioned way, one at a time by adding value to people's lives. And so that's the way I did that. And uh, people can follow me on Twitter and Larry Winget fan page. And it gets lively on there because I don't take any crap off anybody on there either. I could tell I you. love I it, man. I bet not. I bet not. <laughs> and uh, listen, I will take your disagreement anytime. I will not tolerate disrespect from anybody ever. So it's a lively exchange sometimes on Facebook. But I put out things that make people think. My goal every single day is to make people think. And when you do that and you stand for something and people see that authenticity in you, they are attracted to it whether they disagree with you or not. And, and you will have a huge fan base, if this makes sense, of people who hate you. And that's okay with me because I believe it's more important to make people think than it is to make them like me. Hmm. And so that's my goal. And so that's how I market myself and that's kind of the way my message gets out there. You know, I had a television show for a few years, and I'm still regularly on many uh, Fox shows yep. as well as some others. And uh, I do personal coaching, and I hold a couple of huge seminars a year that people come to me for. So, yeah, I, I get the word out pretty good. That's fantastic, man. I love it. I think this – your message is one that really resonates for me and I, and I think for both of us, Michael – and uh, we love what you're all about. I, I've got one of your books. I'm, I'm going to go and order, order all your books. Maybe we'll order a few copies, Michael, and give it to some of our clients as well. Absolutely. And, uh, Listen, I'll tell you right now, my most important book is my parenting book, Your Kids Are Your Own Fault. Yeah, and, I love uh, it. I'm going to buy that one. So my I'm other a, books are good new books, father. and I write great titles. But my important book is the parenting book. I think if we get our parenting right in our country— where we go back to teaching core values and we give our kids the skills so they can survive and thrive on their own. And we establish an expectation that at some point earlier rather than later, they go away and establish independence because they have those skills. I think we can change the world, but it starts with moms and dads and families teaching core values, and setting up that level of expectation. No, that's brilliant, man. That's absolutely brilliant. I, I, I love your message. I'm going to pick up that book. Why don't we buy an extra 10, 15, 20 copies, Michael, of that book, plus all the other books, and, and give it to some of our clients. I think it's powerful stuff. Larry, we've loved having you on the show. And how we like to wrap up every show is we ask our guests for what we call your three expert action steps. So what are the top three things that you would want our listener to know that they could implement to take their life and their business to the next level? You know, the most popular question I get is, what does it really take to be successful? And it doesn't matter what area of life people want to be successful. They just want to know what it takes. Just like you're saying, what can I go do? I am not big on philosophy. I am big on action and tactics. And so what I tell everybody is this, get three sheets of paper. It's really very simple. There's not an app for this. Three sheets of paper. On the first sheet of paper, write down how your life looks right now. What's it look like financially, in your relationships, in your job, in your business, uh, with every area of your results in your life? And then on the second sheet of paper, write down how you'd like for it to be. So now you have two sheets of paper that are corresponding that this is how it is and this is how I'd like for it to be. On the third sheet of paper, write down what you're going to give up to get from where you are to where you want to be. That's where it falls apart for people because we have all these motivational bozos out there who are telling people you can have it all. No, you can't. You got to choose. So what are you going to give up? 
We don't live in a society that's big on giving up. I believe that sacrifice is the key to success. And we have to understand that you don't get more success, you give up what's keeping you from being successful. You don't get skinny, you give up what's making you fat. You don't get rich, you give up what's making you broke. You don't get happy, you give up what's making you unhappy. So when you know what your life looks like and right now and what you would like your life to look like, what are you going to give up to get from where you are to where you want to be? Write that list out and then take action on giving up the things that are standing between you and what you really want. I love it. That's powerful. That's fantastic. Wow. The give up principle. That's how I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to relate to it. So, Larry, what you got going on that you'd like our listener to know about that they could buy, they could sign up for, et cetera? <laughs> this is the time for the sales pitch. <laughs> you got it, buddy-o. That's what we do for all our guests. You know, uh, anybody in the world could go to my website, LarryWinget.com. I got a lot of free stuff. I got the 10 things that'll never fail you. Just there's, in fact, there's a section called free stuff. A lot of great stuff to download there. My ideas for business and life and money and parenting and so forth. While you're there, I sell a Larry's Library. You can get all of my books. I sign them and they're in hardback and I'll send them to you. You can buy the whole library and it's a hell of a deal. I've got audios and videos and uh, just a bunch of stuff there if people are interested. I even offer personal coaching. If they'd like to spend an hour with me, I'll rough them up and, uh, and work them over and tell you exactly what you ought to do to move from where you are to where you want to be. I love it. And you, do you do an event at any point in time? I do a, a couple of events a year. I do one typically at the end of the year, November. And I'm doing one this year in August in Las Vegas with a couple of my close buddies, Scott McCain. Randy Pennington, where we bring in uh, 100, 150 people, and we work them hard for a couple of days on uh, uh, moving their business and their lives to another level. Well, listen. Um, Just follow me on Facebook. You'll find out all about it. It's for fantastic. sure, for sure, for sure. If you, wanna, uh, if you want to at any point, just send me a, a note on Facebook. We'll put it in the show notes so people can, uh, can easily follow that. Larry, it's been a blast, man. We've really enjoyed this and come back anytime. And you know what? We should probably bring you back before the event you do at the end of the year so we could promote that properly for you. I'd appreciate it. I really would. Thanks so much for having me, guys. It's Thank been you. Fun. Thank it's you, been Larry. A blast. True Maverick, man. True Maverick. So I'm going to go, I'm gonna <laughs> go right, order that you. library of yours, buddy. You better sign all those books for me, all right? All right, I'll do it. Take care, pal. Take Thanks. care. Bye-bye. Thank bye. you. Bye-bye. That wraps another firecracker episode of the Business of Thought Leadership. Wow. To get more information about our guest today, go to thebusinessofthoughtleadership.com. You can also download lots of free stuff there by subscribing to our community and get updated on what's going on at the Business of Thought Leadership. Until next time, goodbye. You've been listening to The Business of Thought Leadership with Nikki Ballou and Michael Palmer. For more information and to download the resources mentioned in this episode, please visit us at thebusinessofthoughtleadership.com. Thank you for listening.